Miranda, and today I'm talking to Mike Alger. Mike is an expert in virtual reality user experience design, and I can't wait to get a really good conversation and pick at your brain. But before we go forward into the metaverse, um, tell me more about tell me more about yourself. How did you get involved in VR in the first place? Um, okay, so I come from video production and motion graphics, and I got into VR in the same way that everybody else really did. That's in this space, which is that I read Ready Player One and started reading things on Wikipedia and was following um, things like the Oculus Kickstarter and all that stuff. And as, as things started to kind of boil more and more and I started to get more into things like holography and light fields and like um, thinking about how to uh, get involved in this stuff, I was thinking, what can I bring since I don't really come from... Uh, video games and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, coming from motion design, I was thinking, I guess they're going to need UIs and menus. And so I figured I would just uh, try to get my foot in the door in that way. And so to say that I'm an expert in it is really um, an interesting thing because pretty much everybody that's doing it on this wave has only been doing it for like one, two, maybe three years. Uh, besides the veterans at places like Disney and stuff who were doing it in the 90s. So, um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of people who are suddenly experts in it because nobody knows anything about anything in it right now. So before we even go further into VR, talk to me more about your career path. How did you end up in, in motion motion graphics, you said? Yeah. Um, yeah, how did you end up there in the first place? What like attracted you to that? Okay, so uh, as a kid... I um, I was growing up in Las Vegas and didn't really have any friends, and so I would make videos with the family camcorder with the toys, and um, besides that, play video games. So <laughs> you can see where this is all headed pretty quickly, where um, I wanted to, you know, you go into high school and you're like, well, what stuff should I do for my electives? And I did the video production stuff. Going to college, what should I do for my major? I guess I'll keep doing this video production stuff. So I went into film and those sorts of things. And then as I was, um, you know, a part of growing up um, playing video games and stuff on the computer, my brother had uh, some uh, less than legitimate copies of 3D Studio and Photoshop <laughs> on the computer that I like learn how to do those things on it, just like messing around. Um, so that's where I, I was like making the videos and making little 3D things and learning how to Photoshop stuff. And so then like as I got into uh, doing career stuff, I found that I wasn't just making videos um, for clients. They were like, oh, can you uh, like maybe adjust this logo for me? Yeah, I know how to do that. Can you like design this site? And I was like, okay. And so then I started needing to learn how to design and do interface design and web design and um, kind of get into that scene some more. And as design and video production um, were kind of these things that I was interested in simultaneously, the obvious marriage of the two is motion graphics and motion design, which is this um, weird discipline that's undefined in between animation, visual effects, and video production. And so um, all of those things interest, interest me, and so I was um, starting to do that for clients. And uh, yeah, this VR stuff 
started to come along and um, I went to go do a master's actually in um, moving image, quote unquote, which was that university's way of saying film, but also animation, because when you say film degree, you think of um, like literal film or maybe video, but um, yeah, the moving image, I got there and they were like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, actually, this virtual reality stuff is pretty sweet. And technically, it is a moving image. And so <laughs> they were like, well, as long as we can stick somebody on our marketing pieces that has one of these VR headsets, then we're like pumped for about that, right? Nice. Like, um, so that's why I got to do that. But like I said, there's nobody, obviously nobody there is going to be able to teach you anything um, other than like what you can bring from these other disciplines. But where did you go to school, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it was a place in London called Ravensbourne. Okay. Um, and part of that was just to be like, um, I want to go live in another country for a bit. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, and maybe I'll just do a master's at the same time then. Too. Awesome. But hey, it worked out. So. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. So now, like, VR um, design stuff uh, has a lot coming from film and a lot coming from web design, but it also has a lot coming from, like, the performance arts and um, architecture and interior design and, um, you know, all of those different environment design type disciplines. And so it's nice that whatever your background is, there's probably some sort of use case for your skill set in VR. Staying, uh, still leaving the best for last, leaving the VR stuff for last. You, okay. Why is motion, why was motion graphics important to you? What did it mean for you to work in, in that field? Um, you, I don't know. Other than to say that sometimes things, you just get like pumped about something. And like, <laughs> I am often as excited to watch the commercials as I am to watch the show because like there will be some super sweet motion graphics or visual effects in some like car ad or cell phone spot and um, you know some of the stuff like I suppose it's that uh, you know animation always has that um, that uh, infinite possibilities thing of there are Suppose, supposing you have like a 10 second piece to do and you have 1920 by 1080 pixels and you have um, a, however many, like, uh, what, how, what's the color, how many colors is it possible to have on a computer right RGB, now? RGB, red, green, and blue? No, that's yeah, just... well, in the sense of like computers have, it used to be 256 colors and then it went to something million. Okay. So basically, you have a, a limited number of, like, there's there's uh, on TV going to be 29.97 frames per second. So you, that's, like, a limited number. We say there's infinite possibilities, but there's actually, like, um, per pixel, this many colors, this many times of frames per second. And then, like, it, it's a really big number, so it's a lot of possibilities, but within that, the combinations of a lot of those colors uh, comes to make some sort of interesting, uh, communicate some sort of interesting concept. And it can be in a myriad of styles. And then those things that we come up with, like 
end up informing the other things that like people do later and it's just just the number of possibilities and things that you can do is really great. And I suppose that I went to motion graphics rather than animation or visual effects because maybe it's a little, um, you get to that point a little faster probably. Yeah. After Effects, like keyframing something from A to B is a little quicker than drawing frame by frame the characters in a 2D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there was a little laziness there too, yeah. I guess. But for the un- uninitiated, what is what's the difference between motion graphics and animation and visual effects? I mean, I, I feel like I mean, at least in my mind, I thought it were like yeah, one and the same, but I, it seems like there's more nuance to this. Yeah, well, uh, this is if you ask people who define themselves, identify as <laughs> like motion graphics artists or motion designers, it's like. Uh, they know that there is no border like it's just it's just a way to say like um probably i will be animating text at some point so like um like the title design on a film uh, where you're getting introduced to the thing mm-hmm. you can see how that one is kind of a it's kind of like graphic design that's in motion mm-hmm. as opposed to um in the middle of the film or like during the climax scene there's going to be some explosion where the superhero does yada yada and that's very clearly visual effects but in that title sequence if it's being inspired by the part of the film with the explosions there's going to be explosions going on so you need to have visual effects elements in your graphic design Mm -hmm. and so um yeah that's kind of like that is why it's it's graphic design which is in motion it's kind of one way to say it and other people who identify as motion designers of different sorts will have different opinions and definitions on that too so sticking on this sort of line of questioning what what attracted you to vr you know what was it about vr that that brought you towards it yeah i mean there's the same thing obviously of possibilities that are involved and um you know the number of things that you can do mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, as far as my conversion process, like uh, going from one to the other, I actually, I had done several months of looking into it. I was like halfway through that master's and I was thinking, I don't know, I really love motion design. I might finish this and go work at an ad agency doing motion graphics. And um, I, it was when I went to a game jam I had I was trying to do uh, meetups and hackathons and game jams and stuff to learn as much as I could because you couldn't really like you can't get a book that's up to date yeah. because every week it will be out of date. Were you in London at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a London uh, game jam that was a VR jam using the Vive system, which at the time of this recording is still pretty hard to come by. Yeah. Um, and at the time, they hadn't even sent out their developer kits yet. So I've always been a huge Valve fan. Um, one of those video games that I was playing as a kid was Half-Life. And as I got older, I like <laughs> I needed an LLC to do um, like just invoice uh, this video production stuff. And I was like, well, I'm using an Aperture, right? I wonder if Aperture Science LLC is available. <laughs> It was, and I, I I use that to invoice, but I don't mess with the IP at all. Obviously, okay. it's theirs, yeah. and so I don't like want to. I don't want to screw it up. 
Um, and, but uh, I put it on the side of my truck. I've got like the gun and stuff. So I've like been a huge Valve fan for a long time. So this Vive opportunity, like Valve is a, the creator of the um, Vive and Steam VR systems and they were going to be there. And I'm like a huge fan. And so it's VR. It's an obvious thing for me to try to get into. And so I did that um, and tried their Aperture Science demo which is that you are um, a robot repair, repair person and um, you are trying to fix um, Atlas, uh, who is one of the robots. He comes in the room and just the, the quality of experiences that Valve makes is top-notch. I mean, they're using great shaders, great textures, the frame rate's on point. Um, the, the experience is enveloping, but besides that, it's good writing and good storytelling. It's familiar characters, but you're now immersed in the environment. And I was like, this is too good. <laughs> I can't not work in this. Yeah. Like, it's too... Uh, it's too much to, like, to have this experience. It's almost like a religious experience where you're like... But there was that one time that, like, I always go back to or something, like, how people feel about some sort of conversion process to something. For me, that's like, oh, man, but that one time, that's like, uh, you know, I'm all in from there. And so it's not to say that there weren't great experiences before that yeah. and great experiences since then. Yeah. But when you say, when did I make the choice to go from motion graphics into this, um, obviously there's still motion graphics in this, but... Uh, that for me was like a kind of a, maybe the, the point that other people define, like when they read this book, or when they saw that thing, that was it for That's me. That's fascinating. I mean, and, and, and your story is not, um, unique and I'm sorry to say that, but it's not oh, unique no. in the sense that like it, it really sort of does take that triple A extremely polished experience to turn the most cynics, the most skeptical, uh, the ones that you really want on your side around, <laughs> you know, like uh, like Bullet Train at Oculus Connect this time. You know, uh -huh. there, you people were like Bullet Train, like it went wild, and it was it was people who were extremely um, uh, how do you say uh, skeptical of Oculus and, and Unreal, and and they try it and they come out and they're like, this is it, this is it, I'm changing my life. I mean, and so the question to you would be, had you tried a Google Cardboard at that time? Do you yeah. do you think that you would have made the same extreme sort of assumptions and gone all in just as you would have done with with the valve? Well, um, that is so. The hardware isn't even the thing that converted me. It was yeah. the experience. It was the experience. Um, so, you know, that being said, I had tried other Vive things before doing that. Um, so it's not necessarily the um, hardware; it's the way that it's used. Mm -hmm. um, and Aperture Science uh, robot repair demo does happen to have a uh, mostly photoreal um, art style to it, but it's not even necessarily realism that does it for you. Um, because, yeah, other people get the same thing from other experiences, and there are a lot of people that um, it's a cardboard or a Gear VR or um, a Rift or Vive, like just whatever 
thing. It, it, there's just different things that resonate with different people. And I'm sure that a lot of my specific experience with that had to do with being a fan of that series and that company for such a long time yeah. beforehand anyway. So um, I wouldn't say that uh, that is dependent upon the um, the tier of the hardware, you might say. Mm -hmm. I do understand that what you're getting at kind of is that there are um, sort of steps in quality of experience and that uh, that Google Cardboard doesn't have like six degree of freedom tracking and um, is reliant on the uh, hardware of the smartphone. But its strengths obviously are that um, it's extremely portable. It's fun to just whip out and show people and like have them be like, oh, wow, this is cool. And that's super useful for uh, getting uh, the general public, in my opinion, on board with uh, understanding that it's kind of just a simple concept and it's fun and it's here now. Because I think if they were to see it on the news as virtual reality is doing this thing, they might have an aversion to it because they've never tried it. But now when they see those inevitable news stories, um, they will say, well, but the thing that I tried maybe was like a YouTube video or something else too. So um, it's not even necessarily, uh, I, you know, there's, it has its strengths in that way, but then obviously there are other tiers of like um, hardcore gamer sort of stuff. And then, yeah, so. Um, no, I, see, yeah. I definitely see that. I mean, especially considering that it's so hard to explain VR to people with words. Human words are, are no longer a medium to be able to <laughs> really. It just just doesn't. And, and I think cardboard has that advantage, wherein it's so accessible. It can be anywhere. It, it can already be in the uh, in the hands of the billions of people who have smartphones out there, and and, and you can communicate what VR is like. I think. Uh, much better than with words with cardboard. I think that's an extremely valuable thing. Mm -hmm. um, well, let me ask you the last question. Why does VR matter in our time right now? Um, you know, uh, if, you, if, if somebody doesn't want to do it, like if it doesn't matter for your life, that's fine. Like, um, and I, I think for a lot of people, that'll be true. Um, to say that it's like, VR matters right now as much as it's always mattered. Like, you might say it's always been important, but it hasn't always been possible in the sense that um, the things that it could be used for, for architecture, for medical uses, like um, if, if a doctor can show a patient um, exactly where this tumor is happening or um, they can have a better understanding of what's going on with themselves rather than looking at the 2D abstraction that maybe the doctor understands and they don't really get the 3D understanding for. Um, if a builder can look at a 3D um, model of the house and be able to do a better job and do it faster, that sort of stuff, like these are things that have always been important but haven't always been possible. Um, and so uh, it's not necessarily that it's suddenly important now. Um, it's just a useful thing for those sorts of enterprise things. And um, it's obviously a great fun thing to start out in um, a gaming way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the obvious uh, 
progression of that gets into other stuff in the future anyway, in my opinion. So it's like, you know, uh, to say that it's important um, now, the, the importance of it's never really changed, but it has always been there. Right. Well, Mike, uh, I've concluded that you are a scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. Um, <laughs> how can people stay in touch? How can people? I mean, you're. I mean, uh, what you said was golden. Uh, really, it's virtual. There's uh, to me VR. The the limit really is human imagination. Um, but we're gonna have to leave this conversation for later, um, another time. Thank you again for coming along. How can people stay in touch, and how can they follow up what you're doing and all that good stuff? Um, Typically, if I if I like put something out there, I'll, I guess I'll tweet it anyway. So okay. the, my Twitter, I think, is at the Alpha Mike, maybe. Okay. Like A L P H A, um, which is like a terrible pun, but um, yeah, I think that that I, I mean, like I I'll, I'll try to make videos and stuff, but sometimes I'll write something and sometimes I'll just like have a short video. And so that's probably the place I guess that would be. Sweet. Wonderful. Uh, that'll, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, Mike, thanks again for your time. Okay, thank you. Cool. We are shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>